0: Well, everybody, welcome back to uh, another episode of Radical Humanity and my series within a series called Let's Get Honest. Um, And my name is Ben Hoover, and I do a little marriage and family therapy as my main gig at the moment. Um, And I am... Gosh, I'm just excited and grateful that I get to... I get to really kind of explore my life. Um, I tell you what, I, I often, I love exploring things conceptually, but man, oh man, I think all of us have stories to unravel and explore if we, if we really um, open ourselves up to that. And that's what I'm finding in my own life more, uh, more and more, is this, uh, um, gosh, these moments that hit me, that stand out. That I um, that are worth endeavoring in understanding and connecting the dots, um, and so that's particularly in, in this episode what I'm doing is I'm talking about an experience I had and then I'm expanding it into other interactions that I've had in my life and a little bit of conceptual the conceptual uh, element in there as well. Um, so anyway, I uh, yeah, and I've I've found that man. For myself, I I just love when people go deep about themselves. I love when they get vulnerable and honest. And something about that gives me permission to open up. But often, or not often, but there are moments where times where I look, I wait for that permission. And then, you know, for that ticket to be handed to me and the, the green light to turn on and then I go. But sometimes I just got to go. Sometimes I'm the one. To be vulnerable, to be to open up, to be genuine, and and it can create a stirring. I was talking with a friend on the way home. Um, we were hiking the other day, and I was talking about him. that The yeah, other's risk. There really is risk in sharing myself openly like that. And some people will gravitate towards that, and they're thirsty and they're hungry for that kind of genuine interaction, and and they want that not uh, not because they want that just in an interpersonal way, but they want want that in themselves, whether they know that or not. At times they're, they're starving for authenticity. Um, and sometimes people don't like that. Some people will get scared. Some people disagree. Some people, probably a good portion of people will read the stuff I put out there and maybe they'll walk away and I'll never know anything. Um, and sometimes I get these really special moments where people will, um, put a note on my desk, or they'll message me, or they'll text me, or something, and uh, even tonight, had an interaction, I was at a, like a pub with a bunch of friends, and one of the guys that read my, one of my Facebook posts um, that I put out there recently, just said he was at work, and he was reading it, and he just said, you just hit every note in myself, basically, and I, and that's when he, he was the first one that reached out to me, and just loved what I shared, and I told him how much that had moved me, when I, I got that text. So, you know, there's these special moments that just really stand out, that really put gas in the tank to keep going, that, that are encouraging and validating. Um, and sometimes that won't happen. But, man, I am grateful when it does. And, again, if, I've said this before, but it feels like a million likes. Um, and, and, and it all sometimes is felt and experienced through one person really appreciating... Um, something I've said or I put out there. So, um, on that note though, I wanted to segue into this episode and it's, uh, I don't even know the title yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. I put, um, (laughs) I put in, uh, my lens and light video, which is another series I do. And I, I talk about some of the same stuff. Um, I put, uh, I put, I love you for your beliefs. That's the, that's the title. It's a working title. But anyway, it starts out uh, really. um, It it started out with this interaction, very, very brief interaction I had with this um, with this woman on this dating website on eHarmony, and she had liked a profile, something on my profile, and then I'd message her, and then I never heard anything back for days, and um, and then I, you know, followed up and just out of curiosity, and then it started an interaction. But again, it was it was very brief, and you know, she said she had been busy and whatnot. And then I, um, and I thought, oh, cool. Like, well, that'll, you know, that'll start a conversation. Like I'll find out about her busy days and what that's like. And then it'll, it'll branch off from there and expand and we'll hopefully have some good interaction. And I remember when she, she ended up, I recalled that, uh, a feeling I had when, um, when she had liked something I, I got really excited and I'm like, oh, great, this awesome. And I found her to be very attractive. The only, the only downside is that she lived in Florida. Um, and, and I've, I've had my, I've had my experiences with, with long distance relationships. And uh, anyway, but I thought, well, hell, you know, like I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be traveling eventually pretty soon. And, and, um, and going on a, a sojourn and, you know, I never actually Florida was the one state I don't want to go to out of all the states. I mean, I didn't even go to Nebraska, but Florida's kind <laughs> of one of those states where I'm like, I don't want to go there. NASCAR and, you know, retirement and you know, no thank you. But um, I'm sure there's wonderful places there. But um, but I thought, well, hey, maybe uh, maybe if it if we click, then I'll uh, I'll be stopping by there. So, anyway, so I, I forgot about I mean, I, I knew about her profile. It was very um, heavily, I'm just going to say heavily religious. Um, I, I don't like using that terminology, but there was a lot of emphasis on her beliefs, or on her faith tradition, on her religious um, tradition there. And I was I was a little concerned because I didn't know what the conversation would be. And at some point I thought that it would, it would you know, and I don't mean it in a negative way. I thought that maybe it would, Uh, It'll probably turn into a conversation about what we believe and what we practice, and um, and I'm nowhere on that page that she is, so uh, so the conversation did not start. So I thought I thought it was going to turn into us talking a little bit about her busy days and what happens in those days and whatnot, and I'd learn more about her and go back and forth. And she responded very briefly to that, and she jumped right into her question where she wanted to know. Basically, her questions were. Um, when did I accept Jesus and what's my testimony basically? And how do I follow Jesus in my daily life? And, and it you know, I'm sure it wasn't expressed in any aggressive way whatsoever or hostile way. That's not the way that I took it. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, she she was thoughtful in the sense of if, if you would like to share. And I knew right away, like, okay, how am I going to answer this? Because, in the past, sure, I could say all that stuff. But uh, I went through a big... I went down a very different path. My, I had a, very, a collapse in my belief system. And uh, my whole perspective really crumbled and uh, and, and shifted. And so, um, so how do I answer that? And so I did. And I ended up explaining just that I left the church. And things changed for me. And how I... Um, how I saw certain things in theology, and um, I said I don't want to be presumptuous, but I imagine that we're going to be, you know, might be quite different in how we see things, and um, I almost backed out, but I, I, you know, I almost said, you know, it's probably not going to work between us, but I thought, no, I'm going to say this, I'm going to be genuine, and let's let's just see where the conversation goes, and so. Um, so I explained some things and I said, you know, to me, it's very different now, but, uh, to follow Jesus quote unquote, I guess is for me is to live genuinely and authentically and, uh, passionately and to embrace life fully and boldly and vulnerably and, um, and to confront divisions and, uh, and harmful things that hu- humanity does to one another. And, uh, um, you know and i and i said i said you know that was just a little synopsis there's there's more to my story and she she responded and said that you know i i i do agree with your perspective and she said um, you know those that are christian and i i wouldn't necessarily define myself that way anymore i don't have a title i'm just human <laughs> just i'm just ben um i don't have any designation around what i believe it's there's more of an openness now uh, and i'll explain that a little bit but So, um, but she said, you know, yeah, you don't have to be in church to be a Christian and, you know, and there's too much religiousness and all that stuff. But she then said, um, yet, I still think uh, if you're God's sheep, you need to be a part of the flock sort of thing. And my response back was just, you know, I appreciate your thoughts. I'm just, life has changed uh, significantly for me and I'm in a much different place. And she responded back, you know, very respectfully and said, Um, she goes, well, thank you for your time. And, uh, um, I understand. And I think she said Shalom. She went, uh, she went, (laughs) she went Jewish there, but I, um, the aftermath of that. And even during actually, I remember how it hit for me as I felt disappointed and not like in her or I didn't judge her or anything like that. It just, this disappointment surfaced in me and uh, I mean, this woman just I mean, she had her vetting process. she she had her weeding out process. She, she was just gonna go right to her value system and and lifestyle and practice and and perspective. and you know, if someone wasn't gonna really kind of agree with that or fit with that, she was gonna move on and and that's the way it works. whether it works out for her or not, I don't have a say in that. but for me, um, I felt disappointed because. I really wanted to just be known. I really wanted, uh, a, a just a really rich interaction that we were talking about just the daily stuff in our life and hobbies and interests and and building from there. That it would start slow and it would be fun and interactive and fun and and I I mean, I surprised myself saying this in a way because in the past, oh man, I would have gotten serious and heavy and let's go jump right into that. <laughs> oh my god! But now having gone through dating and multiple relationships and whatnot, um, man, I just, I see for myself how important it is to really start off with this playfulness, with being able to banter and sarcasm and excitement. And my ex-girlfriend actually was, it's really cute. I I actually love, I really love this memory, but this is before we even started a relationship. But, um, you know, I just barely knew her and we went out one time for coffee and we had a really serious conversation. She was asking me about being a therapist. And if I, if I had a, you know, kind of a leg up and, and, um, uh, on people, because, because I knew, I knew what I was really, I was could pick up signals and people. And anyway, and, and that was our conversation. And then we ended up going to the beach together. I invited her. Um, she was staying with me and my family and I invited her, um, to the beach. And, I was just gonna go by myself, but I something compelled me like, no, I, I'll ask her, ask her to go. And we were talking kind of deep and serious for a while and, and she was open about that and herself and, and then we had this moment. Oh, it was around this word neat. And she thought I was saying need, but she was wanting to clarify that. And so I was describing that. And it it, it was, it was kind of, it was a cute conversation. And then, um, and then we got to this part of the beach where we hung out for a while and there were these pit toilets and she'd never experienced pit toilets before because she's from a different country. And, um, and she, it was really cute. Like the way, it was just so sweet. How She was so surprised by it. Like what? Like you just, sit there, and it's just, like, a pile of other people's shit, basically, and, um, and from there, I don't know what it was, but we just started to have fun, and the whole day was really incredible together, and we laughed, and God, I could make her laugh, and it was, it was one of the most enjoyable things, like, and she had this great laugh, and she would slap me on the shoulder with, you know, just, just because she, I would just, oh, I just get her laughing. Um, and, and, um, and she, I remember her saying like how surprised she was because she thought I was so serious, uh, in the beginning and she didn't know that there was this funny side. Anyway, all that to say is, man, that's, that's where the start happens with relationships. And that's, that's like, kind of the ligament in relationships as well is this comedy and humor and funniness and playful and, and banter and sarcasm, like, like a healthy sarcasm kind of thing, not a cutting sarcasm. And, and, oh man, that, that is uh, really also builds and constructs and creates a, a great, secure, solid foundation in a relationship. And that's, man, that's what I look for starting out. But, so I felt this disappointment in this interaction because I, I just thought, man, I wish that there was more conversation just about sometimes like the 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 small stuff. The not that it's less important, but just the small not the big concepts at times. Not the okay, what do you believe and how do you follow that and how do you practice that and what's your lifestyle and I and and it that's like I said, it's fine for some people. For me, I wanted something else. I wanted something more. And it was as much as there was this disappointment, it still this disappointment was so valuable to me and integral because it taught me what I want and the kind of interaction I want to have. Um, and that I, I want to be known, not just, um, not just based off of what I believe or my perspective, but really about who I am. Um, and, and so, you know, instead, you know, she, she just, she was a straight shooter and, and for her, there was more of a focus and emphasis on belief systems and, and the implementation of those values, right? And, and it was her weeding out anyone that was incompatible with that. I get that. And I thought about in the past how I would have, I would have maybe operated similarly, that I would have, um, you know, being in, once being in that Christian circle, in that tribe, um, that it was often taught that there was really sometimes such a strong emphasis on having the same belief system, the same creeds, the same um, assumptions and uh, um, values in that way, and, and, and theological perspectives, too. Like There was, there was, was again, often encouraged and highlighted and, and emphasized. And, and I remember, like, for a while that being the case for me like i only want to date someone that's in this circle that's in this network that is in this uniform belief system and lifestyle but uh but then when i left the church and everything got uprooted in me it started to change and as i entered back into the dating world um there was there was this kind of questioning doubt in myself of okay well now now that these structures have fallen apart, and I start to see life very differently, and faith differently, and and perspective in God and Jesus and all of it—I mean, religion as a whole—I mean, I, I have uh, it's just uh, very, very different these days. Now, um, I thought, okay, well, now that I'm in the dating world, like once you know, once um, giving such high importance to someone having the same faith tradition as me. Now that that's no longer there, who what kind of person am I looking for? What kind of woman am I am I looking for? Because I started to experience this openness of I it doesn't matter necessarily to me someone's faith tradition or background. Now, I'm not saying they're I'm not uh, minimizing that. I think there's some importance to that, but what I began to realize for me is it's actually more about who the person is. Are they genuine and honest? And are, do they go deep? Are they self-reflective? If they, Are they willing to fight and engage in conflict and process what went on and, um, and, and work through the hard stuff? Are they funny and how many and lighthearted and enjoyable in their passion and compassion? They care about humanity and they care about the world at large and they they live for something beyond themselves, right? Some people say God, some people, universe, higher power. I don't care if for me that they know that, that life is meaningful and to embrace it fully and to give to the world and contribute, it, knowing that there's great meaning, caring about it, and, uh, and contributing it to something beyond themselves, right? And um, not, not living just uh, um, just extracting from the world and consuming it, but giving to it, offering to it, caring about it, um, and, and, uh, and, and doing so non-judgmentally, you know, embracing life with, with openness and diversity with openness. And that became something very significant and important to me and not something that I would budge on. And, um, and so, but there was this crisis of, for a while of who do I want to connect with? What do I want in a partner? Um, because it felt safe and known and secure when I was in the Christian background and that Christian tribe, like, yes, this is who you're supposed to date and whatnot. And don't veer away from that. But that's so different now where there was the margins had widened and it was less constricting. And now I wanted to interact with, with, with a diverse range of women. It didn't matter to me. It mattered like what the connection was like more than what the belief system, but, but, but also too, what I value, what I long for and want is someone who still maybe has perspectives, but there's openness to the ways they see things, there's a willingness to engage in great interaction and talk about the conceptual, the ineffable, the um, uh, faith and and meaning and depth and existence. And sure, like, of course, I want that. That's how I operate. That's that's my that's my go to. That's um, that's my wheelhouse. But um, but that the interaction uh, that there wouldn't be such a rigidity. It wouldn't be so constricted or dogmatic or black and white. But instead, there was uh, an open embrace to learning and growing and seeing things in new ways and differently. That's, that's what's important to me. And it, it got me thinking, too, about this last relationship I was in. And, and she and I, we would talk about stuff. And she was really honest with me about how scared she would get. With um, you know, she did it really beautifully, and and she did. She got honest with me about how um, how I saw stuff and how we were often in conflict, and um, there was sometimes great differences. And we were we we're in very different places in our um, viewpoints when it came to to uh, the Christian faith tradition and what we're seeing, and um, and she you know wisely. Intelligently, insightfully is a better way to say it. You know, kind of thought ahead of like, how is this going to affect our lifestyle? How is it going to affect parenting? How is it going to affect a marriage? How how we raise kids? And and she she was right on about that. all right? and I was kind of in this naive place of, well, I'm in love with you, so it'll all work out, and um, it will all fall together. And and I and I had this. There was there was kind of an arrogance to me where I. Um, I I thought well you know she'll catch up to me. I even said one time like well you know eventually you'll understand and she called me out on that rightfully so. That you know it was kind of condescending. You know that as if it was saying like I had the right way of seeing something and she didn't and um and instead you know um yeah that was a hard that was a a struggle for us to navigate the tensions of being very of having very different uh, experiences and, and or perspectives on certain things. And um, and I, I recall at times, on I think on both ends we would experience this where we would almost try to convince the other tr- uh, one another to see it. And then we started to not feel safe about talking about things. And I remember I would hold back. Like she started to express more openly about things. And I could remember just, I would hold back. I would start pushing things down. I wouldn't say things. I wouldn't bring things up because, you know, I was afraid that she was just gonna like hang up and leave and um, and so uh, so there was this great conflict that happened in this chasm and and you know I, in that I I realized that I think I would try to convince her at times because I wanted I didn't want to feel so alone um I wanted to feel connected and and if I expand out more I, I thought about how you know instant connection, happens sometimes when we have very similar beliefs, hobbies, perspective interests, and whatnot. I mean think about it you can you can talk like let's just say you're in the sports, you could probably talk about sports for hours with someone who has a very similar passion of the same thing so think about that when it comes to you know a faith tradition, a belief a religious perspective or whatnot like um when you have a um You know, mutual beliefs, very common beliefs. Man, that feels secure. It feels like, oh, that's good. We don't have to wrestle through that. You know, it's it's it feels safe. It doesn't create conflict. Um, It creates this instant security, and it creates this instant connection. But um, and and this is where we form tribes around similarities and uniformity, uh, or uniform belief systems and structures. And uh, and anyone that's outside of that is either not accepted or they're almost evangelized to in a way that, that to, to believe what the what the group, what the collective believes. And but what happens when you start to when you're in this tribe and you start to see things very differently. You start to have questions and doubts and conflicts and um and, and you start to tarry with this stuff. They're like, "You know what? I'm not sure I see it that way anymore. Well, for me, that would create loneliness. well, it actually the loneliness was already in me it would it would it would just provoke it, it would just reveal it um and uh but I'd feel disconnected. I'd feel distant. I feel like an outcast alone, isolated right alienated from people and unsafe and I felt unsafe to share something that was different, that went against the norm, what was common, what was mainstream. And uh, and and how, you know, in a relationship, yeah, that can be the case too. Where we feel alone, we feel this gap between us because we start to see things differently or we do see things differently. And how um, so often people, and I remember this in myself, that I would get so angry and indignant and judgmental and condescending and um, and and I know I'd hurt people because I wanted them to see it my way. why? Because I wanted to feel alone I didn't want to feel alone. I wanted to feel connected. I didn't want to feel lost right and and isolated from people um, but but for me. The real richness, the real um, vibrancy, and the real genuine connection comes not from having the same belief system, but from an openness to exploring it together, to talking about how it impacts the relationship, the connection when we talk about it. It's not just talking about things conceptually, but it's talking about when we talk about things conceptually, what it does to us how it affects us, what we experience in the moment as we interact with these conversations. And that brings me to this final experience where a, a, my, one of my great friends and I, we talked about having... We, we brought up the conversation of porn and we were very different sides of it. Um, I won't say very different, but, but in a way, I mean, we were in opposite positions. And... um and I just shared my story about why I see it a certain way, why I don't see it as wrong. Why you know, and um, and uh, but I got personal about it. I didn't get conceptual. I you know I didn't talk uh, from a cognitive, distant, cerebral place. I talked about my own experiences of it. And um, and as we were talking about it, even before I shared it, I said, "Man, I feel really nervous. I feel anxious. I worry about." if you're going to judge me, I worry about how you're going to, you know, what this is going to do to our relationship. And then he, he would talk and stuff. And when he was listening to me, there was a moment where he said, can I just be silent with myself for a moment? I just, I just want to understand what I'm feeling. And, and then he talked about it with me and he talked about, you know, what he was feeling and what, and trying to put meaning to that, that maybe because we're on different sides, that, that, um, that there's a sadness there that we don't, see it the same way. Um, and, and it was this, oh man, it was this sacred moment. It was so sacred. It was one of, the, one of the most sacred moments I've had with friends um, where we got really vulnerable with each other when it came to what we were talking about. And it no longer became about the topic. It became about us, the interpersonal dimension, our relationship, and what this was stirring between us. And in that moment, I, I realized how much difference and diversity is so integral to actually real connection, to learning, to sometimes exposing things in ourselves that we don't want to see, we don't like, or we're uncomfortable with. That sometimes when we, our knee-jerk reaction is to uh, ju- uh, launch at someone with judgment, to shut them down, to convince them to see it our way, that that's, that's a reflection, a mirroring of what is going on in me. Why do I feel this reflexive reaction? This instinctual reaction to shut someone down or to to conform to my viewpoint. And so in the midst of this, it was such a significant, beautiful moment of us processing what it's like to have difference. And I got so excited because I... I realized how much I want that in my life, even in a relationship, especially in a relationship, a romantic one, this diversity, this difference. Not in the sense that it drives us farther apart, but in a sense that it moves us closer together because we explore one another. We explore what that means to us. We explore how that impacts us. We explore why that sh- how that shapes our life, the meaning behind it, the personal behind it. And that's what happened between he and I, my friend and I, is that we got more personal. Okay. And um, and how uh, and how vital for me it is, again, to have a collective that's diverse. People that live differently than me, people that see things differently, think people that practice their faith differently in a way that's what matters. That's where the importance is for me because I have so much to learn and grow from that will deepen me, right? And I have a lot, I have much to share of myself as well. And so, um, so yeah, where we try to uh, create conformity, where we try to whitewash things, where we try to make it just level, and linear, and, and, and not linear, but um, again, uniform, what that does is it prevents growth. It prevents evolution. It prevents transformation. That diversity and difference for me has always, always produced change in myself and growth. I've had my belief system so much whether it's sex or sexuality or porn or um, or anger or uh, you name it, God, I have had that so ruptured. Where I've had moments where I'll leave therapy at the time just disoriented, like what the fuck do I believe anymore? Just this clouded, this unknowing. I don't even know. And this, it's like this dust gets kicked up in my awareness, my consciousness, my belief system, and I just I don't know anymore. And then it settles down and it metabolizes, and I start to, it. What it does is it starts to open me up to learn and engage and embrace life and absorb it, in its difference, in its diversity, in its uniqueness, its wide-ranging uniqueness, its multifacetedness, and so, um, and that's the beauty of diverse relationships, that it mirrors something in me, it's teaching me, the other person's teaching me something. Something that's unfinished, unworked, unresolved in myself. Something that increases growth, feeds it, nourishes it. And so that is everything that kind of stirred from this one little, very short conversation with this young woman. It got me thinking on a bigger scale, expanded outward to past events and moments and what I'm looking for and the beauty of diversity and how vital and integral and necessary and life-giving that is and how much I want that in an intimate, romantic partnership. So On that note, everyone, I'm going to say goodbye. Till next time.